Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. And on today's show, I've got Kristen Mayer. Christine has been in coaching for over 20 years, optimizing the lives of impact-driven CEOs, founders, VCs, media personalities, and athletes who want to live a life aligned with their purpose, values, and internal compass, while also achieving the results they desire. She was founding member and regular contributor to Forbes Coaches Council, a sought-after podcast guest, and the author of Keep It Simple, Smarty Pants. She values simplicity, integrity, empowerment, living her own highest potential, and guiding others to do the same. So welcome onto the show, Christine. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. It's my absolute pleasure. So let's go back to the very beginnings then, before you got into your current role. Obviously, we, we mentioned in the introduction that you help athletes. Were you athletic yourself? In a yes, and, yes, and still am. I used to be a personal trainer. Always loved to play sports, was very involved in baseball and basketball and lifting weights. And um, I really enjoyed training athletes. And what led me really sort of in a natural sequence, while I didn't know about life coaching back then, what I found the disc where the disconnect was when I was training personal doing doing personal training with people was that mindset piece. So I would give them routines and I would lay all of that out and training regimens and so on. And that piece of the mindset, the mood and attitude, the perspective was was the piece that kept them moving forward or kept them from achieving their desired goals. Why do you think it's taken so long then for the fitness industry or coaching as a whole to embrace mindset? And why is it taken almost, well, you could say probably in Europe, maybe a decade to be able to embrace it as an equal towards health and fitness and also nutrition? I don't know why it's taken so long. I think that most humans are wired to believe that action is what accomplishes the most. Action is how you get what you want. Action is how you avoid what you want. And But if you understand how thoughts create in the first place, thoughts are creating 99% of your reality before you ever see it. So truly, if most athletes if all athletes, if everyone would spend more time visualizing and thinking about what they want and talking about what they want versus talking about what they're trying to avoid versus talking about their previous failures. Now we all have failures. We all have, and I don't mean failures in the sense that we actually fail. I mean, what we believe to be failures. We all have, we all have things that we haven't accomplished. We all have things that we want to accomplish yet. And if we would put more time and intention on speaking about those intentions and speaking about our desired outcomes, speaking about what we want, thinking about what we want versus about the things that we're versus talking about the things and thinking about things that we don't want and are trying to avoid, we really would achieve much more wanted than unwanted. And so why has it taken 
people so long to understand how important mindset is, I think it's just a misunderstanding of the part of action and the part of thought creation. Well, we've all got the ability to do it. We just lose sight of it. And this is probably something I, I probably do in my coaching is, is to, 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 to step back into the shoes of what, what you were like as a child. Because people have ambition, they have dream. But for whatever reason, because of social pressures, obviously that gets kind of squashed on and, and tra- trampled out because of um, it could be from family members kind of they've got the best intentions of you at heart but oh no don't do that it's too risky and obviously if you hear that enough obviously you're going to start believing that because based on what you've just said with the, the thoughts because you're absorbing somebody's beliefs right and 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 so many of us expose ourselves to many opinions and others beliefs and so something that's really important is to take a step back and ask yourself what do i want to believe and does that belief feel good to me does that belief feel aligned for me does that belief align me with what i want does that thought help me move toward what i want does that thought have me believing that i can have what i want or is it diminishing me is it disempowering me is it having me and none of those thoughts are wrong meaning if you if you don't believe that you can have what you want or if you believe someone else's opinion about you it's okay it's just is that is that where you want to stay do you prefer to believe this or that do you prefer to think this or that does it feel better to think this or that or believe this or that do you think Christine, that's quite difficult because obviously this is rationale versus emotion. It's, it can be, but I like to think of blending the two, rationale and emotion, not not thinking only rationally without the emotion and not thinking only emotionally without the rational thought in around it. And so if you can start understanding that your every thought that you're thinking throughout the day, you're thinking thousands and thousands of thoughts, sometimes more all over the place than other times. But everything that you're thinking, you're having an emotional response. And if you can start paying attention to those emotional responses as clues to what direction those thoughts are taking you in, because every thought is like making a reservation, is like making a future reservation, really. When you think about something whether it's happening now or about something in your future, what you're doing is you're pre-paving a future moment based on what you're thinking now and how you feel. And so if you can start integrating and paying attention to how your thoughts are feeling, not to drive yourself crazy, but more check in, check in and say, well, that thought didn't feel very good to think badly of myself or to diminish myself in some kind of way. I'll never get this. I'll never do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever enough, or someone's better than I am. Instead, if you're going to compare yourself or use someone else as your focus, then decide, hey, I like that person, how they're focused. I like what they're accomplishing. I'd like that for myself too. So there are clues along the way, those emotional cues that are always there to let you know which direction, what you're in the process of making a reservation for. If it feels bad right now you're making a future reservation for something that you don't want if it feels good right now you're making a future reservation for something that you do want and do prefer that is more aligned with what you want 
I like that. Makes sense. I like how you describe that. Um, it's definitely a different spin on uh, the what I've heard in the past. I, I think, especially, uh, and I'll and I'll be vulnerable and share this with people. Great. Uh, I've I've got a bad notion of being very comparative, but I use it as motivation to be to be comp- com- competitive, to strive to obviously get what that person has that is is yet to uh, well is at present eluding me but uh, yeah i have to, to, to achieve which i think from what you've described of what i like about them is, is a probably better way to look at it as opposed to why well, i i'm i'm almost viewing it as a positive but it's not really because i'm envious and i'm I, I i want to have something that i don't have and then obviously i'm not fully being appreciative of what i've already got so. And envy only envy or jealousy only happens when you're you're observing, focusing on something about something or someone that you want that you're in this moment perceiving you either can't have or that you don't have. So what you're really pointed at in that moment, as indicated by that emotion of envy, is where you are, not about the possibility of becoming, not about the possibility of what you want, not about the the excitement of what you could be moving toward because a desire doesn't have to feel a desire, an unfulfilled desire, whatever that desire is achieving a certain goal, achieving a certain time, achieving a certain weight, let's say, since we're talking fitness here, doesn't have to feel like a void. It doesn't feel, doesn't have to feel like a longing. It can feel, and you want it to feel in fact, exciting. You want it to feel like it's calling you. So when you observe someone who's doing something that you haven't yet been able to achieve, could that not be incentive to say someone's done it? Yeah, I've never thought of it like that. And and could you not in your mind or DM them, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, say thanks for, for demonstrating to me in a real life example that this is doable. You don't think to do it though, even even in this stage of of accessibility, uh, and, and readily having access to people, be it Facebook, Instagram. Because most of us, most of us are diminishing ourselves in that situation. That person's got that or has achieved that, and I haven't. Therefore, fill in the blank. I must be fill in the blank, and it's usually not a. It's usually not. Oh, I never got to that extreme. It'd be uh, they've done this, but I don't focus in on what you've just mentioned in terms of there's no buzz or excitement. Is is almost well, you said void. Yeah, there's like a nothingness, as in there's no emo, there's no emotive attached to it, which obviously is not good or bad, and depending on what you read or listen to, obviously it doesn't. Re- it either hit neither here neither there in terms of that emotional state, but not having uh, a buzz about things and things as a, like a motivational tool would obviously help in the long run because it would be well okay somebody's done it. Use the example that you said of to get in touch with them, and obviously most people would maybe be willing to showcase how they did it and then the, you, you could you could see the steps in black and white as oh, okay it's not as 
challenging or difficult as or elusive it to be able to do it it's just a case of following in that person's footsteps okay this is probably where coaching comes into the fore because obviously that person's already done it for the majority and they can keep you on track towards that and then and then any sort of uh emotional distress or self self-sabotage that you bring up they could kind of go well okay what exactly is happening what is happening how many times has it happened before uh i think uh, i would mention this with a, with a client bef- beforehand of even i've done it but it, it was i wasn't on the particular call i caught the replay somebody was having had had two successful months in business and they couldn't put their finger on why the third month was not so great. And for them, there was almost like this. Obviously, coaching would call it self-sabotage. But be it you're, you're creating comfort because for whatever reason you you deem you, you don't deserve to have the success or you can't reproduce it. Uh, which obviously we would talk about rationally is utter stupidity because you've done the work (laughs) and why would you not want to reap the reward over and over and over again? For me, obviously, it's the people get a sense of, I I, I can't put my finger on it whatsoever because I've come from an environment where obviously success breeds success in sport and because I'm in a different so to speak environment what is business it's like well if i have success oh, i can't replicate i know i can replicate it but subconsciously i do whatever it is at a beginning of a of a month or a quarter to make sure it doesn't happen again whereas if people were to look at that and say well that don't make no sense because why would you want to deliberately create conflict and to create uh some undoing but that is obviously under the surface of um certain things that i've obviously got going on subconsciously that i'm i am aware of but of what what the trigger is as why am i doing it and I'm, I'm 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 fascinated to find it but having somebody else share their specific story is easier because obviously I don't have to be vulnerable and it's like okay let me listen up to what the solution is I'm from that I've not written the post yet but I'm I'm going to and I need to and I'm going to have to hold myself accountable to do it because it would be very very useful for other people to, to, to read of that because for that particular person it's happened once it's happened to me numerous occasions this year alone and this happened to me numerous occasions in the past, uh, just by showcase. So for me, it's trying to go, well, why is it happening repeatedly and why am I not learning from it? And thus being able to be proactive to say, hang on a second brain, I'm in control. I don't want to stop because I'm at the end of the day working in a space that's helping other people. So if I back off, I'm letting other people down. So perhaps I also like to ask the question instead of why why is this pat why does this pattern keep showing up and why am I repeating it instead is like I'm recognizing a pattern and and I can identify it or not specifically but the the more you dig the more there is to reveal so 
and there's there's no bottom to sort of digging out those rabbits from that rabbit hole because they just keep multiplying very quickly. And so I like to redirect and say, all right, well, I've recognized a pattern and that pattern is not feeling very good to me. And so what what do I prefer? What what is it? What is the outcome that I want or what kind of direction do I want to move in? And what would I prefer and how do I prefer to feel? And so instead of going backwards, I like to look forward because again, there's that choice where I can keep digging and digging and digging and digging, which is very common for, for humans. We want to, we want to identify what the cause of that was, what the reason for this is, and we want to understand it. And then we, after we understand it, we want to explain it or while we're understanding it, we want to explain it to everyone that might be watching us or might be asking us, we want to justify it. And then, and then we keep, we keep perpetuating it. The more you do that, the more you justify and explain it to yourself or anyone else, the more you perpetuate it. And so if you recognize something and you recognize that you want to change it, then point yourself in the direction of the change rather than pointing yourself in the direction of where the problem came from. And a lot of people think that, well, I have to go back and fix that problem, don't I? Like, I have to really identify what caused that so that I can avoid it in the future. And I always say, what you're trying to avoid, you're going to include in the mix of your of your future reservation. What do you want in that future reservation? What you're trying to avoid also, along with what you want or what you want? Well, you can't balance the two. It's not possible because it's, 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 you'd be in... Um... Well, you get, you, then you get some of that, some of what you want and some of what you don't want, some of what you want, some of what you don't want. And then you start to wonder why, why do I not ever, why does this never really work out for me? And that's why, because you're bringing your past into your future constantly. We, we all do it. We all perpetuate when we get ourselves into some corner that we don't like, or some situation that we don't like, some condition that's happening around us or some reality that we're living. And I'm not saying people are not living realities that they don't want. They are. But the only way you're ever, the only way you're ever going to get out of that is to take some attention off of it and put it toward, put it on what you prefer to live, what you prefer, what you want, what you desire, or pointing it at something that is working in your life. Because the more you point it at the problem, the perceived problem, the just picture yourself digging a deeper, 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 deeper hole. And like I said just a few minutes ago, there are lots of rabbits in that hole and rabbits multiply really, really fast. We all know that. And so it's a never ending hole that you're going to go down. So at some point you got to say, all right, there's a hole there. I'm not going to go down it. I'm going to go over here instead. And it's training. It's training like anything is when you go to the gym, when you go do a workout, you don't get results today. You, you, you might have sore muscles from your workout. You might be winded from your workout. So you, you got results, air quotes here, you got results, but the longer term results do take some time. It takes practice. It takes consistency. And it's the same thing with mindset. It's the same thing with paying attention to how you feel and deciding how you want to feel, deciding which direction you want to direct your focus. It, it takes doing it over and over and over and over and over again. But eventually you see the results of that in the sense that it becomes easier. And also the manifested results. Also, things are working out better for you, not that things weren't working out for you before. That's another false premise is that when things are not going well, 
it's like things are not working out for you, but everything is for you, not against you. Everything is always moving you toward your expansion, not toward your regression. It's just a matter of, are you taking it or not? Are you resisting it or not? Are you allowing it or not? Are you diminishing yourself in this moment or are you uplifting yourself? Are you, are you patting yourself on the back for a job well done, whether, whether, whether it was a job well done according to anyone else or not? But that really, that really is part of the trick here. What are you saying to yourself? What stories are you telling yourself every day, all day long? And you can improve those stories constantly and they don't have to be big leaps in the stories. You don't have to change them. You don't have to say, I've never done this before <clears throat> and I don't know if I can do it. You don't have to go from there to, I can do this and I, I will if you don't quite believe it, but you can go from, well, I've never done this before and I've shown myself that I've done some things that I've never accomplished before. I've shown myself that I can stick to it. I've shown myself that that I can be easier on myself while also having a good time and getting to where I want. I've shown myself, I've seen other people do it. So you start, that's how you start bridging those stories. You don't tell yourself something that you feel is an outright lie. I am and I I I do and I will. It's more what's the what how do you bridge that? How do you bridge that gap? And you do it a little bit at a time, just like putting stepping stones. I talk about that in my book about putting stepping stones. Let's say you're standing on one side of a 20 foot stream and you want to get over to the other side of the 20 foot stream. Well, so you and I are standing on this one side and, and I say to you, what, what do you want? And you say, well, I, I want to get over to that other side and I say, okay, great. Awesome. How are you going to get over there? And you say, well, I'll just jump. And I kind of give you a weird kind of look and, and, and you, you say what? And I said, well, okay, give it a try. And so you jump, where do you land? Not very far from where you were, face flat in the water. Like you didn't make it. And then you keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying and you, you turn and look at me and you say, this doesn't work. And I say, oh, there's so many ways that this could work. So come on back over here, let's, let's, let's talk. And I say to you, okay, now that you've tried that, what else could you do to get across to the other side? And you say, hmm, well, how about putting some stones across that stream? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna grab some stones and I'm put, gonna lay them down. I'm gonna put them across the stream and I'm gonna step on those stones. I'm gonna step on this one. And then when I get my balance, I'm gonna step on this one and so on. And then soon enough, I'll be over on the other side of that stream. And I look at you and I say, awesome idea. That's great. Now do that in your life. Don't try to get from here to there all in one leap. You showed yourself you're going to fall flat on your face. Don't try to overcome things by, by making affirmations that you don't believe. Make affirmations that you know, make affirmations that make you feel confident, not diminished. So yeah, keep putting those steps, those stones across that stream and eventually you get there, which means, which means just keep deciding what feels better. What do I, what, what would I rather believe? What would I rather choose? What would I, what do I prefer? What feels better to me to believe and to think and to tell the story of what is and where I've come from and, and the troubles and the, again, everybody's got a history. Everybody's got a history. Everybody's been disappointed in in things that they haven't achieved yet things they wanted they didn't get that doesn't mean that 
life stopped, that doesn't mean that you ended. Did you expand as a result? You sure did. Did you desire even more? You sure did. Did you get clarity about what you really do want and what you really don't want in those moments? You sure did. So now what, where are you going to focus back there and justifying how you got here and explaining how you got here or be here and say, here's where I want to go now. And then start putting those stepping stones down. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But why why do human beings then want to be well? We use the title of your book, Smarty Pants, in terms of taking. That's not possible to for most people to jump twenty feet. Oh, I don't understand your question. What? Why 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 do people not take the simple? Oh. What 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 is what why why is this this overall? Uh, oh, enviousness of making it harder than it needs to be <laughs> yeah i know i don't know <laughs> i do know but it, it, it's kind of ridiculous isn't it and i mean that lightly i'm not making i'm not making fun of people i'm laughing at myself as well you see in in moments like those because we all want to prove that we're worthy we all want to prove it we all want to earn it that i mean look around you the whole world is asking you to prove something or show me that you're you deserve it or you need to earn it before you get it and so it's so ingrained that it does take a different perspective it does take a different vantage point to start thinking about well wait a minute I was born and I'm worthy I was born and I don't need to prove anything to anyone that's that's people who around me who decided they needed me to prove it to them for some kind of reason I don't need to earn anything. And and you might get people going, what do you mean you don't need to earn it? Uh, this conversation has, has nuances in it. But at the core of us, there is no earning required. But it's still so ingrained that we still feel like I need to show you that I deserve this. I need to show you or me that I I am worthy of this. And so, yeah, we we throw in a whole lot of hardships into our own onto our own path to make us feel like we have earned it to validate the good to validate the good that we receive instead of just allowing the good that is ours a birth a birth given right again nuances and i can hear people going bah, 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 a little bit you know but those are the those are the the foundations but does the school system not have to have something to, to blame for this to some extent? Depend no matter where you are in the world, obviously every education system is slightly different. But to to give some sort of hierarchy in terms of I use Britain because it's probably easier to be able to explain of, you know, GCSEs of uh come fifteen, sixteen year olds, it's make or break for a person's life. Whereas I've worked in that system. So I've seen so when you see the kids come out the other side of not getting the grades that they that the that they needed in life, they're kind of going, "Well, you you told us right." It's like, "Well, that's why we're the adults." So if you were to put the work in, then you don't have to do it over. But, and this is a big but, what is wrong with having to do it over again in the first place? So say you got a B, you want to get A, you can do it again. If you, uh, I'll use my particular um, uh, self as the example. Uh, I did. Um, I got American high school the d- d- diploma, and uh, for that qualification, I had to do my GCSEs over. So I do I do English, math, and and IT. I was livid because I wasn't very happy about it. Because and I've got degrees, so 
this is probably something that comes to your point of I'm having to prove a point to a different uh, qualification body. Whereas in my mind or in any rational thing, of it, well, I must be smart enough in English, maths and IT to be able to get a university degree. Uh, but I obviously was not very happy with doing it. But I've got I've got qualifications that I don't need. But now, <laughs> now, but I think that that notion of you know not being good enough is probably epitomised uh, a lot, especially in this country, in Britain, because I only have to talk to to my mother and my aunt about it, because uh, they're the era of grammar schools of they had to get. Uh, a certain grade to get into what is technically mainstream education and even with that there was no guarantee even if you passed to, to go to that so they'd move the the barrier of entry to to be able to be included okay my both both the both of that my family members did go but whereas if you look at it nowadays if you watch the news they're they're, they're uh, not projecting they're they're announcing unprecedented like part like high grades like well the 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 things are getting easier then if people year on year people are getting better grades it's one it's not great because it's it's creating a uh, ecosystem that it's not sustainable because eventually it's like well there's gotta be winners and losers because that's what the real world looks like and okay i think because we demonize failure so much and and then obviously people label themselves as failures as, as a result there's the problem whereas i'm not saying athletes do this but they probably do it a little bit they don't value the lesson to be learned from losing because ultimately you don't, when, when you don't really learn it you don't learn anything you, you might you might even mask some of the things that you're doing not particularly well and if you were to lose you would probably improve those whereas if you looked at failure as okay i work in coaching so i pretty much speak about it all the time of, of people's perspective as i've tried within health and fitness x amount of diets and it doesn't work and obviously they got a, a bad uh, representation of themselves of what they see in the mirror so it's like well that's decades of work of of, of call it self-sabotage of undermining yourself and of a perspective of, of a, a certain perspective, perspective. Uh, because okay okay within within probably uh medical terms as body dysmorphia you're, what you're perceiving isn't reality it's this is this narrative uh, that your brain is projecting outwards because of what you're reinforcing it with in terms of beliefs, thoughts, and that's just creating a picture that you you are creating. So, well, and isn't it always easier to see what you've always seen? So when you get into habit, it's a habit, right? It's a habit to look at something in a particular way. And let's say in this case, it's your body. You come to see yourself through certain eyes, and so if you're not if you're not deliberately paying attention to how that feels, because whenever you look at yourself with 
with through the eyes of of not being good enough or failure that doesn't that never will never to anyone that will never feel good and if you took that cue right there and said that doesn't feel good so there's got to be so in essence i'm i'm kind of lying to myself this is not the truth and and you can say well i'm not quite where i want to be i need to lose 10 pounds i want to lose 10 pounds or or I want to gain more muscle and I, and I haven't done that yet. And, or I haven't accomplished a certain time. So I'm a failure. Well, no, no, you're not, wherever you stand is not a point of failure. It's a point of reassessment. It's a point of clarifying what you don't want. It's a point of clarifying where you're going to, if you're, if you're, if you're a uh, running track and the finish line is 400 meters away, you're not going to stand and look behind you and you're not going to say, I'm not there yet. You're going to say, that's where I'm headed. That's, that's where I'm headed. When, when you're 200 meters into the 400 or 800 or thousand or whatever it is, meter run, you might feel tired or you might feel winded or you might feel like, Oh crap, it's all the way up there. But again, you're not going to look behind you. You're not going to look behind you. You're going to stay focused on that finish line. You're going to stay focused on that line that you want to cross. And so with anything, just because you're not there yet, does that mean you failed? Or are you on your way? Or has your your goal changed? Has your desired outcome changed? We're all evolving. We're all changing. We're all at any point in time when you have what you would deem as a failure, it's not a failure. It's a, it's a point in time that you can reassess. It's a clarifying moment. What, what do I want to do differently? How do I want to feel differently? What do I want from now? What has this clarifying for me? What has this made me want more? What has this made me want less? What do I want from here? I think you put it nicely, Christine. And I think this what you mentioned at the beginning episode of of using visualization i've come a long way in 20 years because obviously i was very um i shouldn't laugh about it because it's it's, it's 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 not nice to admit to um i wasn't even willing to take on board visualization which I think that's probably me being a teenager because uh, I know what I know what ambition and dreaming is because I've done it for so long uh, to the point that I, I think I fell asleep during the exercise. <laughs> but, but if you were to do yoga or meditation and you lie on your back, that's one of the that's one of the things you possibly could do as opposed to concentrating on the breathing and things like that or focusing on what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, to the point that 20 years on, I, I like visualization and um, it's a skill that I probably flourished later on in my sporting career because I was open, a bit more open and probably a little bit more wiser uh, to, the, to the idea of being able to play out a scenario into the future. For some people, they don't like doing that. But by being able to create a, a vivid picture in my mind of, you know, uh, something called you know worst case scenario if this was to happen okay in sport it's not a big deal but worst case scenario perfect scenario and then somewhere in between and okay none of those are likely to play out but you prepare yourself for the uh not for the inevitable the eventuality of those were to arise you've always you've already put yourself into those 
that 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 position so you're able to be able to react more positively as a result than maybe not being prepared and and falling in follow that trap of i'll use the negative because it's easy to make, make the case oh this hasn't worked and then you go down a slippery slope i think that there are a couple of distinctions i'd like to make there when you're visualizing, a lot of people visualize or take the idea, the concept of visualization to try to make something happen. And, and again, we're talking a, a little bit of nuance here, because usually when you're visualizing, that thing hasn't happened. That's why you're visualizing it. I get it. I get it. And I'd like to add in here that <clears throat> when you visualize, if you can visualize more for the pleasure of it, more for the fun of it, rather than trying to make it happen. Because typically when someone is visualizing and they're trying to make it happen because it hasn't happened yet, what's most dominant in their point of attraction, what's most dominant in their expectation is it hasn't happened yet. And so they amplify that gap between where they are and where they want to be, where they are and what hasn't happened. And but, I think, but if I use my example, it's generally it's it is going to happen. So be it say. Well, see there. That's those are the distinctions. Then then you're there, and you're visualizing it for the pleasure of it. You're visualizing it because you feel already like it's going to happen. But a lot of people use visualization because they are so aware of something that hasn't happened that they're trying to make it happen with their visualization, and instead that can work against you. That can work against you. And now in terms of that worst case scenario, middle case scenario and best case scenario, again, think about if you're, if you're making a future reservation for something, do you want to visualize the worst case scenario and be prepared for that? Like, what, do you, what are you preparing yourself for? This is probably because my family is very pessimistic. That's probably why I throw it, That's probably See, why I throw it in there because it's, it's, it's almost... Uh, well the wife's tale of you know for preparing for a rainy day kind of perspective right and and i i get that logic i get that logic but from that point of attraction perspective from that from that creation perspective from that perspective that you're always the the universe can't tell whether you're imagining something or whether you're actually living it there's no distinction there it's always responding to where your focus is and so if you're visualizing worst case scenarios, I get it. You want to be prepared for those situations so that you don't aren't let down, so that you're prepared. I I, I get the logic in that, but I I'd like to challenge you to start reframing that and rethinking that in, in that sense, because again, whatever you're visualizing, whatever you're imagining, you're preparing yourself for. You're pre-paving. You're pre-paving for that. So, what what scenario would you rather have play out, the more pleasing one or the less pleasing one? Again, I'm not I'm not wanting to say what you're doing is wrong. It's simply from that place of what 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 are you preparing yourself for? Disappointment. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, Christine. Yeah. I, think, I think it gives me another perspective. Persp uh, yeah perspective to look at it in in the sporting world that probably would work because obviously you you are in the, the the moment in terms of preparing for something that is if you do the work it's going to happen whereas maybe 
if we say quote unquote in the real world that doesn't help because obviously if you focus on the negative obviously the negative is going to happen so if you were to reserve as you said you want to be in abundance you want to focus on the positive yeah and and you know along the way focusing on what is working along the way focusing training yourself to be tuned to the things that that are working training yourself to see abundance in areas training yourself to believe in well-being training yourself to believe in things are always working out for you and let being less conditional again here we're talking athletes and achieving certain goals perhaps so training yourself to desire something have a desired outcome and know that you can have it but being flexible in how it comes about being flexible in in understanding that your identity is not all wrapped up in the win or the loss understanding that finding another goal in addition to perhaps winning the race let's say would be feeling good about it, feeling good that I applied myself, feeling good that I focused, feeling good that I uh, I felt positive about my training. I found the positive aspects of the, the training that I was doing on a daily basis. I found things that I liked. I appreciated my body while I was working out and I thanked my legs and I thanked my feet, which sounds ridiculous. The other day I was driving and and with my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, this will seem off the subject, but it's it's really it's demonstrating an idea here. And so I was driving and I, I call my vehicle Elsie and I really like Elsie and I treat my vehicle like a person. So we were driving and I was saying, thank you, Elsie, for taking us wherever we want to go, whenever we want to go. Thank you, Elsie, for giving us plenty of choices of music. Thank you, Elsie, for keeping us comfortable and warm in the warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And thanks for this beautiful skylight. And thank you. Know, I went on and my daughter's giving me the look and rolling her eyes. And she's like, you're weird. I said, I know. And the point I'm making here is that we can all take the time to appreciate things along the way. We can appreciate how strong our body is, how, 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 it's our best friend because why? Because it's been with us. The only thing that's been with us from day one, isn't it? And it it responds to our requests. It responds to our asks. It it takes us wherever we want to go for the most part. And even if it doesn't, we can go there with our minds. And and it 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 acknowledges our requests of it and it knows what to do. Our, the blood is pumping through your veins and you don't have to think about that. Your heart is pumping, your eyes see, your ears hear, and you're translating things constantly. And the cells of your body are communicating. Like there's so much to appreciate about your physical being without needing to win a race. Now you can have those personal those personal goals. And, and I say, yes, go for it. Because any kind of goal, any kind of desire is a reason for that energy to flow, is a reason for you to draw energy in and, and flow it out. And, and you are here to accomplish the things that you want. But along the way, there are so many things that we can be taking the time after every workout. I When I'm stretching, I, I thank my body. And as goofy as that might sound, it's like, what story do I want to be telling my body? How do I want to think about my body? Oh, you failed. You failed me because you're 
you have a sore ankle or you failed me because whatever, whatever. Is that how you want to speak to your best friend, the, the, the thing that's been with you since day one? Heck no. So that too is speaking to performance as well. Well, it's hard, isn't it? Because obviously you're not preconditioned, but... Well, you kind of are. You kind of are preconditioned. You know, you listen to other people. You 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 watch what other people are doing. You you see how they're hard on themselves. They beat themselves up for not winning, for for missing the mark, whatever. Yeah, but you that. would you would obviously challenge that if you saw it, because you'd be why are you so be, why are you beating yourself up. But this is probably where it perplexes me the the, the human psyche of what if we're aware of it for others why do we do it to ourselves i i think that we watch other people doing it and we do take on habits of other people and it's somewhat frowned upon to be complimentary of yourself to be loving of yourself again that's changing now those things are changing but there are still a lot of ingrained habits that are perpetuated through the masses that we all adapt and adopt and so i can see over the many coming years that we will some of us will be kinder to ourselves we'll be gentler to ourselves and things will change in that regard but when something goes wrong inherently at the very core of all of us we know that things are supposed to go well for us so when something goes again air quotes here wrong because i don't see things as wrong i don't see things as failures it's a different perspective so so when we perceive that something's gone wrong or we've done something wrong then we can't help but blame ourselves we 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 bring it inward or we blame somebody else because we've got to we've got to find a reason why it didn't work out for us because at the very core of us we know it's supposed to be working out for us and in our moment of of whatever that moment is that's happening we're not going to we're not necessarily going to see that it's working out we're going to look at and see where we went wrong what we did wrong i should have tried hard enough i should have done more i should have practiced more i should have whatever more i should have i should have instead of saying all right well, that happened. Now what? What can I take from this? What do I want to take? What do I want to make this mean? There's an there's a the introduction of that. What am I making this mean? I'm making it mean that I'm a failure. I'm making it mean that I'm not good enough. I'm making it mean that I'll never make it. I have a very good friend and and former client. He was a coach for a major league baseball team. And he, he found ways to keep reframing things because that that's a, can be a very in, unstable world in the baseball world. And when things would happen, he had to continue reframing. Is this, what am I making this mean? Am I making this mean that I'm a failure? Am I making this mean that I'm not good enough? Because it took him a long time to get to, to the major leagues. But did that mean that he wasn't where he that there was no value in where he was on his way 
to the more that he wanted, to what he really wanted. And so, again, that's a different perspective, understanding of where I stand now is still a value, is still a benefit. Have I failed or am I still on my way? And to bring that example in that we talked about earlier, if you're running that 800 meter race or 400 meter race and you're 200 meters in or 100 meters in or 50 or whatever it is, have you failed or are you still on your way? Yeah, it's a different perspective, isn't it? In terms of people don't look at it like that. But I think I think the the, the ones that I think fascinating is the ones that stop. We used to do the American football analogy, you know, on, on the goal line. It's like you're almost there. Why didn't you just punch it in? That's the that's the easy bit. Well, so to speak. As in 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 the red zone, it's probably more difficult. But as in you're almost there, so why start again? As it, it, I think it's the the perspective of. I'm going to show like my small small fingers, but you could be so close to the success, and you deem it a failure. But if you'd have just persevered a little bit more, and that could be hours, it could be could be. And dead. persevered is more about what are you telling yourself? What are you telling yourself? It's hard. Right. Well, I probably not, I probably don't use the I don't probably p- p- view perseverance in that way, but as in it's it's viewed as difficult as what you've come from. Right, and perseverance is more about what mood and attitude do I choose now? Am I going to let the conditions get to me, and am am I going to let the the fact that I haven't crossed the finish line yet get get to me? Am I going to make it make me turn around and go back to where I came from? Am I going to assess where I am right now and, and deem myself a failure for not having made it to the finish line? Can I reassess? Do I want to make it to that finish line? Like, there are so many questions that we can ask ourselves throughout the day about so many things. Reassess, reevaluate. How does this feel? What do I want? Is this still what I want? And yeah, things do get hard. Things are not going to be rainbows, unicorns, and cute little fluffy bunny rabbits all the time. They're just not. But what do you tell yourself in those moments? Probably hard. And what do you make it mean? And what do you make it mean? Probably harder on myself than I probably ever imagined. Then I'm talking subconsciously, not not consciously. Well, and I'm going to challenge you on that one too a little bit because subconsciously, subconsciously, we use that word a lot. And if it's subconscious, it's got, it's really got, it's not affecting at all what your point of attraction is, what you're prepaving for your future moments. Because if it, if it's, if it's conscious, you're having a feeling about it. So I like to make that distinction between some subconscious and conscious. So if you're thinking it, it's not subconscious, you're having a feeling about it and it's letting you know what, what you're prepaving, what you're in the mix of doing right here now. So is it a little bit of an excuse then, or, uh, using a, how they even describe this, using the subconscious as a, a reason or a rationale behind obviously what you state is in in the in the consciousness and i'm having control over it so utilizing a label to make to be able to use it as 
I shouldn't really use it as an excuse, but as in an example of framing it to then obviously it's somewhat out of my control. Right. And there are plenty of things that are out of your control. Uh, let's admit it. There are plenty of conditions that are out of your control, but what is in your control, what is in your charge, what you can mold is how you think and how you feel. Now, if you've got a habit of thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling in a particular way, then it does feel very hard to shift that. And that's why that example of the stepping stones, you, you do it gradually. You keep asking yourself, is this really what I want to believe and keep thinking? Or is there something else I'd rather think? Do I prefer to think and feel this way or this? Sometimes it's, it's that logic. It's, well, do I prefer to believe that I'm a loser <laughs> or, or that I can't or that I can? Well, clearly that I can. Do I prefer to believe that this is impossible or that it's possible? Well, it feels way better to think that it's possible. Does it feel better to believe that I'm capable or incapable? Like sometimes just bringing that just plain and simple and keep it simple. Smarty pants, right? It's like, it can be very simple. Does it feel easy? Not always, because if you're in a habit of doing something else, it's just like if you're in the habit of walking into the bathroom and, the, and flushing the toilet, you're going to do it when the power's off too. It, you're so habituated to doing that thing that it's going to take some thinking on your part to say, okay, don't flush the toilet or leave it, right? Because that habit is so ingrained. And it's like any habit, any habit of thought is ingrained. And so does it take practice to shift it? Does it take practice to start thinking something different than what you have been? Well, yeah. And there's no reason to beat yourself up if you can't get a hold of a new thought, a different thought for a very long time. Because again, what you think keeps thinking and what you think is easier to think today again, then it, then it is to think something new. And that's, that's another habit that people get into. They wake up this morning thinking what they thought yesterday, because they haven't been intentional. They haven't said, okay, today, I want to feel good. Today, I want to think about things that feel good. I want to focus on those things that feel good. I want to think about things that feel beautiful. I want to think about how, how capable I am and able I am. And Instead, they wake up with the same thoughts that they had yesterday. And then they say, well, I can't get out of this. Well, you can, you can, and you can. Does it take practice? Yes. Does it happen overnight? No. Does it take some new habit forming? Yeah, like anything, a new habit takes time. And, and habits are just repetitive motion, right? Repetitive, repetitive doing, repetitive thinking. And so like that, we all have habits of thought. We all have habits of perspective perceiving certain things, perceiving ourselves, perceiving our abilities, perceiving others. We have so many habits of thought around, around the, the things in our lives and ourselves, then it does take time to then shift that and start perpetuating something different. It's like if you were, if you were in a car and going hundred miles an hour, you don't just slam on the brake and stop. That would be a little bit hard for everybody in the car and the car itself. Well, I think the car would probably flip upside down. You see, you see great analogy then, right? So how do you expect that you could do that? You, you're not, but can you slow that car down? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. There's momentum there, but you gotta, you gotta slow it down. And that's, that's 
again, another point is as you begin to think whenever, wherever you're, you keep thinking the way that you have been, or you start thinking slightly differently and pointing yourself in a different direction, either way, you can start momentum in a different direction, or the momentum that's already going is the one that keeps you going. So if you've been thinking and, and feeling in a partic- about a particular subject or several in ways that feel more negative and don't feel very good to you, to start thinking differently, and, and it doesn't even have to be positive, it's just slightly ne- less negative. That's the, stepping, that's the stepping stone. This sucks to, well, it sucks, but it doesn't always suck, or it could be suckier. And, and that doesn't sound like a great thought. No, it's not, but it's a stepping stone, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't suck all the time. And then you keep going. Well, some of it isn't so bad. I do like some parts of it. That's another stepping stone. Like, well, it is what it is for now. I'll do this for now. I am where I am. Great. Another stepping stone. Still not positive, but you're not as negative. I am where I am. All right. Well, I can always, I've always figured things out. Now you're starting to feel a little bit better. Things always have a way of working out for me. Or maybe you have a thought that says things never work out for me. You went too far. Just leave it. You got to leave that, stand on that stepping stone and get stable where you were when you said, this doesn't suck so bad. It doesn't suck always. Let yourself be there, kind of acclimate to that place. And then when you're off the subject, when you're thinking about something else, when you're off watching a football game and having fun, you might have a different thought. It's like, this is so awesome. And then that'll loop you into a thought about your situation that will feel slightly better and more positive. It might not be all the way positive. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's like, it's a journey. It's not, it's not trying to jump that 20 foot stream and falling face flat and then calling yourself a failure. It's a journey that can be quantified. It's a journey that can be made. It's a journey that can be made with those stepping stones. Well, this has definitely changed my perspective on, on, on thinking for sure. So that being said, Lisa, we come into the end of the episode, and I like to ask this of all my guests, and we'll give you a two-parter uh, to to make to shake things up a little bit for me. <laughs> if you got to sit down with any athlete, mm. dead or alive, for that matter, who would that be, and why? I would love to sit down with the basketball team, the the whole team. The, I can't even think of what they're called now. Those guys. You mean the dream team? No, the, um, oh, Grove. I'll have to come back. Hall- yes. yes, yes, <laughs> I would. Why? Um, because I watched them as a kid and they fascinated me and they always looked like they were having a ball doing what they were doing. And in fact, I love having conversation and sitting down and talking to anyone who's excited about what they're doing when they get in that zone 
watching watching a, an amazing musician or anybody doing what they're doing and loving it. But the Harlem Globetrotters would be sort of like a, a full circle kind of thing because I, I grew up watching them and really appreciating them. And my second part to that question, if you had to sit down with any coach that alive for that matter, who would that be and why? Hmm. I have no one in mind on that one. I don't know. I've never thought of that. I have to get back to you on that one. All right, all right, all right. And, <laughs> and our final question before we wrap up the episode. If you had to summarize what we've been speaking about into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Your mind is probably more powerful than you think it is. And you have way more ability to mold that tool than you're giving yourself credit for. So, Christine, once again, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Athlete Podcast. Thank you. This was really fun. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it. Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below. And I would love to hear from you. Come and connect and ask your questions. I've been James Roberts from jamesowenroberts.com. Remember this quote by Chris Hoth. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute, not by some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete.